Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. So good to be back again uh, online with you this Wednesday. I believe you are enjoying your time in the Lord, watching events all around you, and your hearts are not failing, but rather you're excited that we're going home soon. Well, we have a moment to worship him, serve him, so let's worship this king who's worthy. Hallelujah. Worship you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. Be blessings and glory and honor and praises forever. Be blessings and glory and honor and praises forever. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. The one who sits on the throne, the Lamb of God, we worship you. The mighty Holy Spirit who is indwelling us right now who unveils these things to us. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hamashika sandaraba lakazende brazu kuprosiki beresiete. Hamazabra de mekarazuru kusto broje bel melebre diste fele jura casta. Oh, la preste mi mindo rocusto krobokura bara. Hamase prokuto kofelide brokundo robmaze brez de minge liste. Oh, we give you thanks, Lord. Saprande balebro kosukolo manda kapatala. Refrevido kupo rusto kromozunto. Ramal marakrale baliste. Worship you, worship you, worship you. Masakruta bora galmataya. Brigo zuro kuro buka banda rabaliba rakasata. Worship your holy name, worship your holy name, worship your holy name. Runde brasam al cabranda palpa raka zikere kadala barakasa. Worship you, worship you, worship you. Reso lo prasa la cramba la zerket. Lemora kazibre, misa lukomo to brusto. Vralaba kalbara kazibre dishti. We give you thanks, Lord. Sumoro kopotere. Rokoma zimbre ke melmara fravalva. Ela casta brasa keda kata casta praka talamanda. Oh, Mazabra al-Bahaste for Velo Sukuro. We worship you, Masa Prente, Branga Selko Ruku Zekresie, Leboro Kupa Vrava Valte Nese Brende. Oh, give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, Leprusto, Metkroto Procubaza, Brazala, Stefea, Saludo, Mozugruto, Propelve, Fravana, Caparagese, Kelese, Samora, Caselbe, Geste, Prasa, Kisto, Vange. Grelmas Dokramida Balakra. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Worship your holy name, Zembro do Copo Rafafala Nicasti. Lemos Socruto Mosaburba, Fravelis, Mazanda Lazende. 
We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Semarahal metari. Glambra zimbro zuto felfi frefe fite kapa suto crudo pali crescembia. We bless your holy name. Semorahabide. Amashtakra salaba. Ramisa la custo presante. O rafavide kapa sapalito crusto. Mozone mazore mazerme lebresto suristo masamprasi la fafa. Worship you, worship you, worship you. Rima Sukoto. Braza, branda, brida, vesto, cripo, solte, ce, plezante, craste, fie, sama, tange, elemoco, socote, cala, separata, tvelambre, mie, soo, so suble, diri. We bless you, Lord. Sombroli, para, casataya. Jesus, namoroco, saprasta, cafatara, pia. We worship your holy name. Massacruto, palavranda. Blessed be the name of the living God, Saprosto Pravidi, both now and forevermore, Sapra Bala Braca Santa. Oh, Safete, Fefete, Fefelo, Sombora, Pazapra, Kapalmana, Reste. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. We give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Thank you, great King. Thank you, Holy One. Hallelujah. 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 We receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. I believe you are enjoying the time studying the Word. So, if you like to read your Bible, this is a great day for that, our Wednesday, just to read and calmly see things. Glory to God. Let's open up our Bibles to um, 1 Corinthians and the first chapter. Notice there, verse 9, God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. Notice that he is faithful and that we were called to the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. Very interesting verse which is, you could say, the, in a nutshell, what we are here for. And so let's just hear that also in Canada and we'll proceed from there. Devaru Nambi Gastanu, Namma Kattanada Yesu Kristanemba Tanna Magana Anyonyatege Nimmanu Karedavanu Atane. Praise God. And the word fellowship carries with it many thoughts, joint participation, uh, intimacy, um, a joint contribution, a collection, embodiment. But generally you can see it's a deep uh, communion and um, participating in. So we are called to participate with the Son, the Lord Jesus, and that is what we are here for participating with him. So he becomes so real to us, so real to us that we join with him, we fellowship with him, we enjoy closeness and there is a flow between him and us. Our lives are intertwined and we are one with him. Praise God. These kind of interesting thoughts have to always uh, guard our mind. Let's go on and look at a similar verse. Uh, 1 John 1, 
And verse 1 says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifest, verse 2, or manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard, verse 3 continues, declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us. There's that word again, fellowship. That you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Verse 4 continues, these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. Praise God. So there is this reality which we are called to enjoy, participate in, um, complement each other in helping each other to go forward to enjoy this fellowship. That's what we are here for, to stir one another up that we may keep our focus and our communion with Him real. Praise God. And that's what he said here, that they experienced a fellowship with the Lord Jesus and they are now talking to us and stirring us up to also enjoy that fellowship. So those of us who have enjoyed some form of closeness and manifestation of his fellowship will stir others up to enjoy the same. Hallelujah. And then your joy is full. Notice that that's where your joy comes from, from unhindered fellowship, uh, enjoying the fruits of the fellowship with the Father, with the Son, and by the Spirit of God. And then your life becomes different. You are not moved by things on the earth. Hallelujah. Let's read uh, 1 John 1, 1 to 4 also in Canada. Adi in the Iddadanu, Ajiva Vakya, the Vishayavagi, Kedidanu, Kanare, Kandu, Nodidanu, Nauka in the Mukti Dewe Ajiva Pratekshavaitu, Sandaya Badiel Lidu, Namage Pratekshavadanta, Anitajivavanu, Naukandu, Adanu Kuritu, Sakshi Hedi, Adanu Nimage, Tiria Padisutewe Namagiruva, Anyonya Teli, Nivu, Irabekendu, Naukandu, Kedidanu, Nimage, Prasidi, Padisutewe, Nijavagiu, Namagiruva, Anyonya Teu, Tandeya, Sangadalu, Athana, Maganada, Yesu, Kristana, Sangadalu, Iruvantadu, Nima, Santoshavu, Paripurna, Vagabekendu, Navu, Ivugadanu, Bareyutewe. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, we see that we are supposed to pursue that fellowship. By faith, that means through the Word of God, uh, defining our fellowship uh, in the spirit realm through the Word. And it has to be based on good Word and absolute truth. We look to Hebrews 11 and observe there in 27th verse, by faith, talking about uh, Moses, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Notice here it says he was invisible. It's not that Moses saw him, you know, with his physical eyes, but back then itself he was able to notice the invisible God by faith. 
Isn't that interesting? And so um, we can also, by the same faith of the Son of God, who loved us, gave himself for us, real faith, based on his word, pursue the same way and go after this seeing the invisible. Hallelujah. So today we can fellowship with him. That's our calling. That's what we have been prepared for. That is uh, what it's all about. And we can have this special supernatural joy that helps us to uh, overcome and overwhelm anything that's out there, that our joy might be full. Hallelujah. And so notice that these things are not just some figment of our pet theories, but they are actually written here that he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's what allowed him to endure, to stand and uh, go through stuff without being moved, to be patient, to be strong. All those ideas are there. Maybe we can hear verse 27 also in Canada, Hebrews 11. So we were considering the fact that our faith is actually to be directed at him or towards him, not just uh, X, Y, Z things. So we have to begin to hone in or tune our senses to go with faith uh, in the one that we are respecting and honoring and reverencing as our God, our Father, the one who called us to fellowship with the Son. Hallelujah. Notice that these are all records of the works of faith, people who are not perfect, people who made mistakes, you know, some very, very grief, grievous mistakes. Uh, notice here that... Uh, he did not fear the wrath. Notice, not fearing the wrath of the king. So he had uh, murdered another Egyptian and he left Egypt because of that uh, with fear. He ran away. But there was something greater than all of that fear that he was able to endure no matter what uh, condition he lived in and that was this invisible God of ours being brought into his focus, that he was able to fellowship with him, he was able to see him, and that gave him all of the ability to be strong and endure. Hallelujah. So we have all of these things going on in our lives, various fears, and um, you know, even shame is a fear. Um, when we tell lies we are scared, it's because we are afraid. We are trying to protect ourselves from the truth and the consequences of the truth. So all these are hidden fears and uh, the crown of all of that is the fear of death. But thank God, <clears throat> perfect love casts out all fear. Hallelujah. So when Jesus, who was full of love, came on the scene anytime, he would say, fear not. And we are learning to also respect and receive and reverence that. Praise God. But there are steps towards it. There are um, things we will do. Notice in verse 24, it says, By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called 
the son of Pharaoh's daughter. There is a maturity that comes that at some point in your life you, be, you decide what you really want to choose. Uh, your choices become different. He could have easily stayed on uh, in Egypt and enjoyed all the wealth and all the abundance of Egypt, but he decided that he had another heritage, that he, he came from another kingdom, hallelujah, and he wanted that above all else. And so he chose and he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter or, in quote, Pharaoh's grandson. He refused the title and the pleasures that come with being in the highest, probably the highest office and position in the world because Egypt was so great back then. Verse 25 says, Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Notice the word season. Hallelujah. Um, enduring only for a while, temporary. So it's a trading of the eternal for the temporary. That comes with maturity. Only as you mature, you begin to understand certain things are very temporary, and that same cycle of the temporary again and again makes you begin to look forward to eternal because eternity is set in the hearts of man. And that's where we come from, and we were called by Him. He's the one that is worthy, and He's the one that is forever. Everything else is transient, and um, no matter how enjoyable and pleasurable they may seem, they are only for a season, they are only temporary. Hallelujah. So maybe we can hear 24 and 25 also, so that we notice it is by faith that. Seeing the invisible, seeing the reality of the word of God, that he was able to make these kind of choices. 24 and 25 in Canada will help. Moshail Dordava Nada Mele Farohana Kumatea Maganinisi Kuluadu Beda Vendadu Nambike in the Lake. Swalpa Kala Papa Boga Gadana Nubavisuva the Kinta Deva Janarondige Kashtavana Nubavisuva the Ne Arisi Kondano. So by faith, by hearing the word, by it becoming so real to us, uh, it begins to affect our choices and we choose in favor of the eternal over the temporary. Hallelujah. And therefore, you notice there is a suffering of affliction there because it costs anything that is going to be eternal is going to make the temporal uh, weighty and costly. It's going to make you feel like you are suffering. Hallelujah. So, you know, thank God. That's the only way to look at it. That's the biblical way to look at it. If you want the eternal realm, it may sound like you are suffering, you know, um, in the natural. Choosing rather, verse 25 says, to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. You can see these people were real, they enjoyed things, they, they knew, experienced things and uh, made a choice. And faith helped them to make that choice. And what is faith? The assurance that what you have not seen is so real that you are guaranteed, so strongly guaranteed that you rest. 
you rest there and your fears disappear. Hallelujah. Because it is based on the love of God on the inside there. Hallelujah. And then you begin to not be bothered about, in quote, sufferings. Love can suffer long. Hallelujah. It endures all things, bears all things. Hallelujah. You esteem certain things uh, greater, even though they look like reproach. Hallelujah. You see, thank God that we can do these things. Esteeming, verse 26, the reproach of Christ. Greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect, notice, unto the recompense of the reward. So this is how he saw it. He saw the end first. He saw the reward. And then he began to build up his life around that eternal reward. In other words, you know, eternal judgment and the results of our standing before the throne on that great day. The things that we are talking about. So one will have to weigh them out properly, consciously, and decide what we want. The temporal against the eternal. Praise God. Let's hear verse 26 also in Kannada. Aigukta dalina aishwarya galigintalu kristana vishaya vada nindeyu adhika aishwarya vendenisikondanu yakandare pratifalada bahu manavannu avanu gauravisidanu. Amen. So the pratipala, notice that. <laughs> Praise God. And uh, to have respect, Strong's concordance says to look with steadfast and mental gaze. A steadfast mental gaze to turn the eyes away from other things and fix them on, on some one thing. To look away from all the other things and fix them on some one thing. To look with steadfast mental gaze. To have intent regard. All those ideas are there in, you know, looking forward with regard respect unto the reward. Hallelujah. So he had a way of looking away from everything else and focusing on this amazing Father God who is going to reward us, praise God, with eternal benefits. <laughs> oh, praise God. So if we are following the same faith, which is the real McCoy, the real thing, then we should also have such thoughts. Amen. It must always point towards the end of it all and the rewards. Amen. And we'll have to weigh it out and esteem one thing bigger than the other. We have to make a choice. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's think about these things as we see that this is faith. This is the real faith. Faith is looking forward to receiving rewards in heaven. One of these days looking forward to standing before the Christ and receiving the riches. Hallelujah. Greater riches than the treasures that this world has. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> oh, and then it boils down in 27. By faith he forsook Egypt. It's all based on how strongly you are convinced by the word of God. That's why we are studying it, reading it, making it more important. Our relationship with the Word is becoming more and more important than anything else. 
By faith we forsake the world, a type of the world. Egypt is a type of the world, not fearing the wrath of anything out there. You see, it's all about fear. There are always tendencies within us to want to please man. We want to appease man and please the society uh, in one form or another. But the more faith you have in the eternal realm, the eternal God, the less the fear has power over you. He endured as seeing him who is invisible. Praise God. Thank God that by faith we can begin to look forward to seeing the invisible God. Hallelujah. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Let's hear 27 also in Canada. Nambike indale avano arasana raudrake bayapada de aigupta deshavanu toredu bitano, yakandare avano adrushanagiruvatan and nudrushkisuvano embante drudachitanagidano. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now we jump off to the book of John and we see Jesus here talking with folks back then. 38 says, Then that the saying of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who has believed our report? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Familiar verses. Praise God. Jesus now uh, appeals to the thinking of the people by the scripture. 37 says, Though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. So we must appreciate the fact that it's not really what you see that makes you believe. He had to redirect them to the word of God. He said that he, saying of Isaiah the prophet, sorry, that the saying of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who has believed our report, to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed. Therefore, they could not believe it because Isaiah said again. So, notice here, he had done so many miracles in front of them and um, they would not believe. Sometimes it's hard. It's hard to accept that because when you see miracles... They have a certain power to draw you and attract you. And God knows all about that. And, you know, Jesus also said things like that. You came because of the miracles and because of the bread. And, and that's all right. He said, you, you err because you do not know the scriptures nor the power of God. So there has to be uh, a knowing of the scriptures and the power of God. Hallelujah. But... Um, he continues in verse 41. He says, These things Isaiah said, said Isaiah when he saw his glory and spake of him. Glory to God. These things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spake of him. So Isaiah broke into some things there as a prophet and he saw his glory and spake of him. Verse 42. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on him but because of the Pharisees they did not confess him lest they should be put out of the synagogue for they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God hallelujah so these people had a first hand experience of the Lord Jesus with miracles 
and then teaching the word accurately, uh, going back to the scriptures, talking about Isaiah, breaking into the glory of God, and all of that reality, and they believed, many of them, particularly among the chief priests. Notice that he says, among the chief rulers who are priests, who are from that hierarchy in the Knesset of those days, or the elders of those days, verse 42, nevertheless among the chief rulers also many, many believed on him. But because of the Pharisees, who are a special group, uh, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. Amen. Now you may see that and say, hmm, they were scared of being put out of the synagogue. That looks good. But look at the real reason, for they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. So there is a praise that is real, that is going to be so real, hallelujah, where God is going to praise you and uh, you know, make a big deal about you, glorify you, uh, just treat you as though you are supreme, decorate you, <laughs> and all of that. Praise God. And then you're going to have to weigh that against the temporary praise of man, where they can just make a big show and then behind your back do anything, and a couple of minutes later just flip the whole thing, because that's man. Amen? So let's, uh, let's think about that as we read some things. Let's read 37 in Canada there and 38 also John 12 Idarinda kattane namma vartamanavannu yaru nambiddare kattana bahuvu yarige prakatavaitu endu pravadiyada yeshayanu nudidaddu neraveruva hage idaitu adare atanu aneka adbhuta karyagalannu avara munde madidagiyu avaru atanannu nambalilla so we we need to examine these things a little bit closely and see our hearts. Where are we on this side of the planet now? Things have changed. We are at the very last days. And we have all of these choices. We are going to see Jesus. We are going to be before his throne very soon. Hallelujah. We are going to see that same glory which Isaiah saw. By faith we see it and it affects our choices. Amen. But there is a fear, an insecurity, a wanting to please man that's going to knock on our hearts because it's real. And so it may affect your behavior, it may affect your confession, it may affect uh, your attitude in front of people on the earth because you love the praise of men more than the praise of God. Notice that there is a tendency to love one more than the other. Let's hear verse 43. In Canada also. Yakandare Avaru Devara Hogari Keginta Manushira Hogarike and Hechagi Pritisidaru. So there is a God who praises those that he wants to. He said, I have not seen such great faith, no, not in Israel. He marveled. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said, O woman, great is thy faith. This is the God we're dealing with, who can stop everything. And acknowledge you and acknowledge your faith in front of everybody and say openly, 
God himself deciding to honor us. He said of his own son, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So this is the person that is going to honor us and this honor is forever. Notice that this book is carrying these details from 2,000 years ago and we're able to read it and see Jesus, the perfect one, the sinless one, the Lord himself manifested in flesh, honoring visibly people on the earth. Hallelujah. His own creation. Can you see how he is? He's that kind of person. And so he he wants to do such things. Glory to God. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Observe there, verse 18. For not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. Amen. There are people uh, who want to just tap their own back and, you know, pat themselves and, uh, you know, just uh, feel good about that. But that's not what's important. Praise God. Hallelujah. What the Lord says is right or what the Lord approves and what the Lord commends, that's what is important. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's read that also and observe that it's possible, therefore, for us to know what the Lord commends, what the Lord approves of, and then go in that direction. Mm, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. So, in the midst of all of these thoughts, we are still continuing on our unending uh, study. Praise God. Like, when is it going to end? I don't know. Let's see if if we can uh, one of these days. But notice a... A, a direct pointer, First Corinthians 4, verse 5, seeming like a contradiction. It says, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who, will both, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. Interesting. And then shall every man have praise of God. Notice that there's going to be a praise that comes from God and uh, of God. You know, you're going to be celebrated. So we were saying that you have to judge yourself, but here it looks as though it says, therefore judge nothing before the time. That's slightly a curveball there, but it has to be in line with the scripture. God cannot contradict himself. We have to rightly divide the word so that we are not put to shame. Hallelujah. We are approved of God. So he will never contradict himself. What he means is that as closely as you can judge yourself, please do so according to the scripture. But the final result is with the Lord. Hallelujah. He's the one who judges with the pure love and fire. Amen. And we're going to face that pure love, eyes like fire, that are going to check every one of our works. Hallelujah. We will be saved because we have trusted in Him, but our works will be examined by the fire. And that fire tests everything to know the intent of the thing that you're doing. Not just what you did, but also the intention or the motive of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. So if you look in the earlier verses of Paul's statement, he says, 
Verse 3, but with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you. So people were judging him or of man's judgment. So, you know, you know people are making their little notes about you while you are living down here, whether you're a preacher or layman or whatever, you are being noted. People are observing your life like a written book, an open book that, you know, people are reading and seeing things and they're making their judgments and, and we can have fear about that. So he said, it's a very small thing that I should be judged of man. He said to him, what people thought about him was a very small thing. Praise God. So you have to always imagine what you think about others and what they think about you. What is their thought about you should not be so powerful to outweigh what God thinks about you. Hallelujah. They may have all kinds of thoughts, but you have to be so sound, uh, so clear about what does God have to say about this? What does God have to say about me right now? Amen. That's what he is actually trying to bring. Notice, for I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified. He said, by his judgment, he, he looks like, well, uh, he knows some things, he knows some other things, and maybe he doesn't know everything right. But he said he's not justified by what he judges of himself. Ultimately, he that judges him is the Lord. Amen. So do your best to judge yourself, to take stock of your motives and your works and see before God's word by faith how it will stand on that day. You know, we're looking forward to that day and that's why we're trying to choose properly based on our reverence for that day, our faith in standing before the throne on that day. And we are looking for God's reward, His recompense. But notice, He's the one that knows the actual score and judgment. That's why verse 5 says, Therefore judge nothing before the time, until the Lord come, who will both bring to light hidden things. There are things that are hidden, and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. And then shall every man have praise of God. Amen. So notice there that that's what he's trying to say. That you must judge yourself. You do your part. Examine your motives. Examine your works. But then notice that the final judge of all these things is the Lord himself. And he will bring to light. Hmm. Interesting. He's going to open up the cupboards and air everything. So isn't it better to just do your part and... See how much you can fix right now. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> I'd rather just have this big delete button. Delete. And let it go. Hallelujah. That's why 1 John 1 9 is so powerful. You know, all the way to, you know, 2, you know, 1 John 2 verse 1. Hallelujah. But let's see if we can put this down also in the details. Um Maybe verse 3 to 5 in Kannada. Nanagadaro nimindagali manushira nyaya vicharane indagali nanage nyaya vicharane aguvadu atilpa vagide. How do nanu nananu vicharisikuluva dilla? 
ನಾನೇ ನಾನಾಗಿ ಏನೂ ತಿಳಿಯದವನಾಗಿದ್ದೇನೆ ಆದಾಗ್ಯೂ ಅದರಿಂದ ನಾನು ನೀತಿವಂತನಾಗಲಿಲ್ಲ ನನ್ನನ್ನು ವಿಚಾರಿಸುವ ಆತನು ಕರ್ತನೆ ಆದದರಿಂದ ಕಾಲಕ್ಕೆ ಮೊದಲು ಕರ್ತನು ಬರುವ ತನಕ ಯಾವುದನ್ನೂ ಕುರಿತು ತೀರ್ಪು ಮಾಡಬೇಡಿರಿ ಆತನು ಕತ್ತಲೆಯಲ್ಲಿರುವ ಗುಪ್ತ ಕಾರ್ಯಗಳನ್ನು ಬೆಳಕಿಗೆ ತರುವನು ಹೃದಯದ ಯೋಚನೆಗಳನ್ನು ಪ್ರತ್ಯಕ್ಷಪಡಿಸುವನು ಆಗ ಪ್ರತಿಯೊಬ್ಬನಿಗೆ ಬರತಕ್ಕ ಹೊಗಳಿಕೆಯು ದೇವರಿಂದ ಬರುವುದು so none of these people are perfect jesus was the only perfect person paul i believe was one of those great men but he himself said in philippians the third chapter you may remember the 12th verse not as though i had already attained either were already perfect or reached the end of it all you know uh, he said no but i follow after that i may apprehend that for which also i am apprehended of christ jesus then he continues in verse 13 brethren i count not myself to have apprehended but this one thing i do forgetting those things which are behind reaching forth unto those things which are before hallelujah i press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of god in christ jesus and then he brings us in there and says in verse 15 let us therefore as many as be perfect or mature be thus minded and if anything you be otherwise minded god shall reveal even this unto you nevertheless whereto we have already attained let us walk by the same rule let us mind the same thing so here we are uh, striving to accomplish whatever we were called for hallelujah and uh, doing it with joy doing it because of that day that great day when we shall stand before him uh, not moved by the fear of man not moved by man's opinions uh, but loving god and looking to see what's right before his eyes praise god and this is a mature way of thinking Glory to God. So let's see um, maybe verse 12 and 13 also in Kannada. ಇಷ್ಟರೊಳಗೆ ನಾನು ಪಡಕೊಂಡು ಸಿದ್ಧಿಗೆ ಬಂದವನೆಂದು ಹೇಳುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ನಾನು ಯಾವದನ್ನು ಹೊಂದುವುದಕ್ಕಾಗಿ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತ ಯೇಸು ನನ್ನನ್ನು ಹಿಡಿದುಕೊಂಡನೋ ಅದನ್ನು ಹಿಡಿದುಕೊಳ್ಳುವುದಕ್ಕೋಸ್ಕರ ಹಿಂದಟ್ಟುತ್ತಾ ಇದ್ದೇನೆ ಸಹೋದರರೇ ನಾನಂತೂ ಹಿಡಿದುಕೊಂಡವನೆಂದು ನನ್ನನ್ನು ಎಣಿಸಿಕೊಳ್ಳುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ಆದರೆ ಇದೊಂದನ್ನು ಮಾಡುತ್ತೇನೆ ನಾನು ಹಿಂದಿನ ವಿಷಯಗಳನ್ನು ಮರೆತು ಬಿಟ್ಟು ಮುಂದಿನವುಗಳನ್ನು ಹಿಡಿಯುವುದಕ್ಕಾಗಿ actually learned and what paul said he learned he said that was the one thing that he learned that he had to press in and move forward to what god had called him for or apprehended him for so we can read verse 14 um also in canada krista yesu vinalli devara unnatavada kariyuvikeya bahumanavannu guri maadikondu oodutta iddene so if you compare this last verse 14 that we read with one uh 1 Corinthians 1:9 you would have realized that we are called to the fellowship with the son and it is the the calling of god to which we press amen so as we fellowship with the lord as we enjoy 
communing with him, spending time with him as though he were a real person, we are able to fulfill the plan for which we were created. Amen. So it is from seeking the invisible God, looking at him uh, as a real person, that you are able to endure all of these fears that are out there and do the right thing. Hallelujah. Even if, like Moses, you had even murdered, uh, you ran away from the consequences. You can be so strong in your fellowship, your enduring faith, that you just totally forget it and ignore it. You are conscious of rewards that are coming from the throne of God. Hallelujah. Isn't that powerful that you can actually just forget all of that and you can be more conscious of the benefits and rewards that are coming from the throne. Hallelujah. So I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus by fellowship with Him, by communing with Him. And our fellowship is with the Father, with the Son, through the Word of God, by the Spirit of God, and so I can joyfully do what I have to do. Praise God, without fear, without any form of um, um, tragedy dogging my heels and man's opinions and what they think about me and that fear of man and fear of all these things that are out there does not move me anymore. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's the kind of thing that we want to do. Thank you, Jesus. Let's read uh, some more verses like this and continue on. We have to see it in the Bible, you know, and find out that we are not making these things up, that it's based on concrete, absolute truth in God's Word, and particularly New Covenant thinking. Thank God for the Old Covenant. We're going to look at a verse or two from there also. Um, in respect to this, notice in Acts chapter 1, I mean chapter 10, the experience in Cornelius' house, a centurion called the Italian band, a devout man, and he feared the God of the Jews and, you know, he gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Verse 3 says, he saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius, when he looked on him, he was afraid. And he said, What is it, Lord? He said unto him, Thy prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial before God. I want you to observe here that these things that you are doing in praying, in giving, in these acts that you are performing in Jesus' name, are actually coming up before God. That he is noting them, he is actually uh, gathering them, and they are becoming a monument in front of him. Hallelujah. Notice the prayers and his giving came up before God. So it does not just be uh, a waste and just dissipated somehow into the memories and some forgotten thing like ah in those days you did all this yeah yeah no it is real to God and he collects them in reverence to him when you do things when you act on the word they are noted and they are collected amen so prayers are very powerful giving very very powerful they are making an impact before the throne of God 
Hallelujah. And in this case, the man was not saved. So, guess what? Salvation is greatest. He said, I want you to receive your salvation. And he sent the right people by angels and divine agency. And uh, the gospel was brought to him. And he accepted. And those in his household accepted. And, of course, we see in the 46th chapter that they spoke with tongues also and enjoyed the benefits. Hallelujah. So this is possibly some of the greatest things that happened in the Gentile world back then. Praise God. Further on, you will notice that there was this uh, Lida or, you know, uh, a place there where they dyed clothing and uh, another woman's heart was opened there to the Lord. But this is possibly our first recorded uh, historic event of a Gentile receiving God and the Holy Ghost. Amen. So this must be very powerful, therefore, for God to bear witness and say, listen, I saw your prayers. I saw your giving. Now that we are believers, don't you think that he has seen your prayers? He has seen your believing. He has seen what you're doing, what you're giving. All of these things have come before him. Praise God. Ha, ha, ha. So let's be conscious of it, that there is a book, there are records, there are places of memorial being set up before the throne of God. Let's hear Acts 10 verse 4 also in Canada. Hmm. Praise God. So make it real. You know that you are not dealing with a vain God, just empty God, but He is noting everything. Amen. The words of Jesus in Matthew 6 say, Verse 6, he says, but, but you, when you pray, enter into your closet. When you have shut thy door, pray to the Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. So there is an open reward from a God who sees in secret. So the secret things, what you believed and um, your prayers how you fasted, why you fasted, all these kind of realities are going to be rewarded openly. Hallelujah. Jesus said that. Maybe we can read Matthew 6, verse 6 also in Canada. Pratifala. Amen. So we are here to look towards the invisible God that they talked about in these lives, these real lives, real people. And uh, I bless God that these are actual real details. Hallelujah. It's not like we said the other day that we want to turn everything into a prayer meeting and that you should not have any fun and that everything should just be, you know, Bible reading time and so on. No, that's not it. But there has to be an actual uh, weighing of things and choosing of the eternal over the temporal. Why? Because it is temporal and the other is eternal. It is just a brief passing thing. It's not going to be forever. 
Meanwhile, there is an eternal reward. There is an eternal place that your heart already knows inside, which you are going to, and it's it's coming very soon, sooner than anybody else out there knows. We are the ones that are private to this kind of information. So we want to check properly and be aware of this more than probably any other generation before. <laughs> Amen. And so, uh, you know, after we have studied, you also go read these things and uh, check, con- convince yourself of these things. Amen. Go read it from the Bible because this is our reference. Hallelujah. Let's go to familiar verses from the book of Job where Satan now speaks. We heard God and now let's hear Satan. Notice in verse 9 of Job chapter 1. He says, Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made an hedge about him and about his house, about all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. And then he says to God, he says, put forth your hand now, touch all that he has and he will curse you to your face. So this is uh, Satan's bet. This is Satan's wager. This is how he has weighed it all out. He's saying man is not following you just because they love you. You know, we are supposed to be seeking him, not those things, right? And of course the things come and sometimes our focus kind of shifts and we start thinking about those things and those they have pleasures and they are real pleasures but they are temporary and uh, they are not eternal. They, they are not Things that are going to be forever. Can you imagine enjoying pleasure forever? And ever? And ever? Hallelujah. That's, that's what he's talking about. That there is a pleasure that's going to be forever. That you will just be full of mirth and excitement and high forever. You know that high feeling that, wow, wow. That's how you're going to be feeling forever based on our rewards you're going to be feeling so good that you did the right thing forever now that's worth it isn't it and that's what he's talking about so he said once they start suffering once they start going through problems in their flesh and their natural domain they will slowly point their finger and start to blame you God that's how Satan thinks Okay, and that's a very kind of natural thinking. Notice in the second chapter also, in the fourth verse, Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yes, all that a man has, he will give for his life. So this fear that you're going to die will make you do anything. He said they will give anything for their life. That's why you know, people will say, I'll do anything for this. You just tell me the price. You just quote whatever. Skin for skin, he says. A man will give anything. All that he has will he give for his life. And he's saying, put forth thy hand now. Touch his bone and his flesh. He will curse you to thy face. Of course, you know, God is not the one that uh, put any sickness or any curse or any disease on mankind. But you understand that Job had fears 
that he entertained and that's what we are talking about. There are fears out there. Fear of man, fear of death, fear of destruction, fears all going on. You see? And um, that's what opened the door as you remember in the third chapter, uh, Job chapter 3. Notice there in the 25th verse he says, For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. And that which I was afraid of is come unto me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was quiet, trouble came. Notice that he had these fears constantly, even though he was very wealthy and he was a good man. He was a man that eschewed evil. That's as far as anybody could see, they knew he was such a good man. The righteous man Job. But notice that he had secret fears. Hallelujah. And uh, Satan said that these are the things that are actually ruling the mankind. It's their pleasures and, uh, you know, <laughs> their health. And once those things start to dissipate, they will turn against God. And if you look out there, it's normally like that. But we who know what is going on, Thank God we can be different. Hallelujah. So we don't come to church because, you know, we got the car that we wanted and we're wearing the clothes that we wanted and we got the house that we wanted. So we just come to church to be so excited about that and give a testimony. That's not why we come. Praise God. We may not have gotten the car and the house and the things that we wanted, in quote, but God is so real to us that we cannot live without him and we enjoy his fellowship and we enjoy him more than all of those things. He has become so real to us and we are not scared to tell anybody that I enjoy him and I lift my hands to him and I make a joyful noise to him. And I like to hang around him and the things that concern him. Hallelujah. You see, so he becomes so real to us that we're able to look away from those fears. You may never get that thing. You may never have that thing. You may never have what you have desired. That's not my problem. I love him. I need him. Hallelujah. He will add those things. That's his desire for me, he's a good father. He loves me more than any natural father. He loves me more than I love myself. I don't even know how much I love myself. Until I met him, I thought I was worthless. I should just take my life or whatever. Those thoughts that came to you. You were just waiting to just be an accident. All those fears just hounded you. Until he showed you your value in his eyes. That shocked you and woke you up. Praise God. So you can see it was not God who put any of these uh, afflictions or problems on him. He opened the door for the enemy to bring all of this by fear because he's the spirit of fear. The devil is the spirit of fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Second Timothy says, in verse 7, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So that's not God's spirit. And he does not tell the devil to go and do work for him either. 
The devil is busy roaming to and fro upon the earth. As you saw in the beginning of the book of Job, he, he asked Satan, where uh, have you come from? He said, I was busy going up and down. What's he doing? Looking. Peter said he's looking as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's busy trying to steal, kill and destroy. He's trying to take people out of the earth quickly. He's trying to cut off our lives. He's busy about that as a roaring lion. And you know, we are supposed to resist him steadfast in the faith. Hallelujah. I don't know how far we have gone, but let's see if we can maybe read Job 2 also in the fourth verse. Saitananu Pratyuttaravagi Kartanige, Haudu, Charmake Charma, Tanage Unta, Dadanella, Tana Prana Koskara, Manushinu Kuduvanu. Prana Koskara. Very interesting. Let's also hear Job 3, 25 and 26 also in Kannada. Bahanavada Hedarikeyu Nana Mele Bantu, Nano Anjide Nanage Bantu, Nanage Badrate Iralilla, Vishrantiu Iralilla, Nano Samadhanavagyu Iralilla, Adagyu Kadavada Banditu. Praise the Lord. So it has become clear that we must begin to look at some things as more important than others. Some things are more vital, some things are more important. And in the words of Peter, in Second Peter chapter 1, he says, he's an apostle of Jesus to those who have obtained like precious faith. Hallelujah. With us, through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. So we have obtained something that is called like precious faith. In God's eyes, that faith is precious. And you have it now. Thank you, Jesus. And so we need to begin to attach to our faith that same preciousness. And keep it precious. And guard it from being contaminated by any fears. Hallelujah. Grace and peace multiplied through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Same purposes for you and I to be on the earth is to receive more and more grace through him and his knowledge and peace also are going to be multiplied to us. Isn't that interesting? As you have already received grace to be saved, thank God, <laughs> man, even if you got nothing and just appeared in heaven after everything and you're just there, it's such an awesome thing. Hallelujah. To just walk on those streets of gold and be with God forever. <laughs> Man, you could never pay for that. There's nothing you could give for that. Hallelujah. You have received grace in salvation. But notice, grace and peace can also be multiplied again to you and me through the knowledge of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So the more we understand the more that we know of him and his truth, the more we receive more and more grace on top of our salvation. On top of the grace of our salvation, we can receive help, ability, strength, wisdom to do the right thing, to enjoy levels in God with peace. Hallelujah. Reckless abandon, not afraid of anything. 
No fears around you. Perfect peace. Hallelujah. That's why we want to know. That's why we have a desire for the knowledge of God and the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Hallelujah. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Hallelujah. Having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. So there are all these unbridled desires that are tugging on us from the world, pulling you know, in this direction, that direction, the other direction. But thank God you can partake of God's life in the midst of all of that and choose properly by these exceeding great and precious promises. I am a new creation. Old things are passed away. Hallelujah. I have overcome them because the greater one lives in me. The greater one dwells in me. He is putting me over. I cannot fail because of him. He is greater and I am from his family. I am of God. Hallelujah. Hmm. I am from his family. It is his life that flows in me. It's not my uh, tertiary family or my uh, you know, native family in that village that is affecting my life. My life is now based on God. He is living in me. It is his life that courses through my veins. It is his life that is affecting my DNA. And this is tried and true. Moses is at least 4,000 years earlier than you and I. Praise God. Somewhere in there, you know, he is amazingly giving us a record from thousands of years ago of the faith that delivered him from the wrath of the world and the prince of the world in the name of Pharaoh. Praise God. He was able to look away from the murder he had committed and press into what God had called him for. Hallelujah. To bring his people out and be a testimony. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, adding to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, temperance patience, to patience godliness. Hallelujah. To godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love or charity. For if these things be in you and abound, notice, let your love abound yet more and more. They must continue to abound. Notice, if these things be in you and abound, so you may say, yeah, I'm there, but guess what? You can increase, and he wants you to go forward. He doesn't want you to sit there and say, I achieved this and that, and I've arrived. You haven't. He needs to abound. Did you know that Paul got to a place in his life where he said, I want to know him. <laughs> After knowing him so much that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the person who knew him, but he said, I want to know him and to be conformed unto his death. In other words, there was a knowing where 
you knew that your body would be beyond being killed or destroyed. Hallelujah. That it would be like his glorious body while living in the body. Hallelujah. That's why he could just be stoned and he could be left for dead and he could be harassed and maltreated and still he did not have a broken bone. He did not need crutches. He did not need a wheelchair because he was so conscious of the power of God and the power was unfettered, unhindered in his life that it would quicken him and restore him back to normal. Have you ever thought about that? We have in us exceeding great power, excessive power, but we are not all enjoying it because it is enjoyed based on intimacy with the knowledge. So he said, I want to know him some more. And he had reached a place where he said, I have known him to such a point that when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. So I'll boast about anything that's out there that's trying to hinder me. It's nothing. See, so all of us have the same awesome, mighty power, God's own resurrection power, which he wrought in Christ on the inside of us, but not all of us are partaking of it. Although it is there. Who is inside there? The Holy Ghost. Who is inside there? The power of God. Who is inside there? The creator himself. But are we all enjoying that? Not necessarily. That power has to be released toward us who believe. Amen. So that's what he was saying here. Thank you Lord Jesus. If these things be in you and abound. More and more. More and more. So that you're able to unlock these things. Open up yourself to more of that power. More of that mighty divine nature God inside us almighty God himself the creator himself living inside us wow what's going to happen he said for that you need more and more doses of this more and more doses of this such that they would say at least let your shadow just pass by just being around you affects us so we are not coming to church just to sings some clappy songs and just uh, feel good and all that. No, we want to be what God created us to be, carriers of himself. We want to know how we can tap into that more and more. And it is written that if you do these things, and these things abound in you, wow, praise God, For if these things be in you and abound, they shall make you that you shall neither be barren, nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure. See, this is written to all of us. It's not just to full-time people. Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. (laughs) Wow. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Now that's going to affect the entrance. That's going to affect the glory that you uh, enjoy when you come into that kingdom. Thank God that we can choose. It's based on us. It's not random selection. It's based on ourselves. We can make this happen if we do these things. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. Though you know them and be established in the present truth. Now, I want you to see here one factor that is very, very powerful. Peter said, I know these things, you know, and uh, hey, I'm going to heaven, bye. But he said, I really didn't come here for myself. Hallelujah, I came for you. I know that it was for you. Just like Paul the other day. Paul said, I know that if I stay here, it will further your joy and your faith. So I will stay. The, the, the church that ministered to him and fellowshiped with him so closely, that was always in his heart, notice his thoughts towards them. He said, because I know that this thing will benefit you, that it's going to do you good, it's going to increase your joy, I will stay some more. Hallelujah. Even though I could just die and, and go on and be with my Father, be with heaven, which is far better, but for your sake. So this, this is the mentality of these people who had walked with him in that place, that they began to put others ahead of themselves and thought primarily about how to be a blessing to others. He said, because of this, I will not be negligent. I want to see your face light up that day when you walk into heaven's portals. I want you to just beam and say, I'm glad I listened. I'm glad I studied. I'm glad I got the knowledge so that I have no regret. Praise God in the eternal realms. I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. Though you know them, you know, somebody hanging around the church for a few years will know so many things and will say, I know whatever you know. But he said, you have to keep knowing them always. And then it will affect your life. It will affect the way you see the future. It will affect how you die. It will affect everything about you. Hallelujah. It will affect you to such a place that even if they stoned you and left you out there, you'll just come back and there won't be any trace of anything on you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yea, I think it meet as long as I'm in these tabernacles to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Remembrance. Very powerful. So the memory has to be engaged. Our thoughts have to keep being reminded we have to be constantly thinking upon these things every chance we get. Hallelujah. Knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, going to put off my body, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. Praise God. Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. Notice how often these things have to be remembered always. So we are called to engage our thinking and our memory and the power of all of that, those faculties, 
Always. Praise God. Now, we're not saying that we don't want people to have fun or any such thing. Can you see what he's saying here? That while you're having fun, you're also thinking about the eternal realm. Amen. And so it's affecting your choices while you're there. In that fun. You know, you're choosing properly. You're making sure you're doing it without fear. Hallelujah. You're doing it in joy. Pure joy. In peace. Not worried or anxious. Hallelujah. Praise God. Unbridled. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He said we were there. We were right there. We saw him receiving the uh, applause of his father. He said, for he received from God the Father honor and glory. This is the person who is going to honor you and glorify you also one of these days. He received from God the Father honor and glory where, notice, there came from such, such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. <laughs> Praise God. So you're going to hear something that's going to amaze you the way it amazed them. He said, you can fellowship with us, you can partake of this, and you can experience this amazing thing that we also experienced. You can have joy out of this. That woo, one of these days he's going to say, this is my beloved son. You are my faithful, beloved sons. Hallelujah. Don't you think he's going to say that? What's he going to call you? Beloved sons. Because of the beloved son in whom you are hidden. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Take heed to it as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the day star arises in your heart. Until that conviction rises up on the inside of you and starts to shine forth through you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So how often do you need to hear this? Well, keep doing it. Keep hearing it. The same verses. Read it over and over. Pray over it. Study it again. Write notes about it. Pray over them again. Until the conviction rises up within you that you are walking in the place of fellowship and joy, peace, and God is actually able to quicken you to such a level that you would say, please reduce the volume a little bit. Amen? There's a man who walked with God who said that at some point, sometimes it would get too much for him He'd say, Lord, can you please just tone it down a little? He said he would go so far, he would think, am I going to come back? There are things in God, there are experiences in God, this same God that wrote this Bible, that have to be coveted, that have to be desired after. Hallelujah, through the knowledge of Him. We have not followed cunningly devised fables. Most of what people are following and believing out there are based on fables. What's a fable? Legends that may not be true. 
cunningly devised, cunningly plotted out, but they were eyewitnesses of the majesty. And today you and I have a more sure word of prophecy that we must pay attention to as a light that shines in a dark place. Right now, this is the light. This is the glorious light. What? The word of God. It's the light that is shining that we pay attention to it. It begins to shine in our heart. It begins to rise up within us and begins to affect us and those that are around us. So, Notice that we are not going to be moved like Satan said. If you take this and take that away from them, they will curse God. No. Our intentions are getting purer and purer and purer. Hallelujah. Some people have gone away and are talking evil about the Bible, you know, removing pages out of it, saying, I don't believe this, I don't believe the other, and making up their own little, you know, tract of what they believe. Praise God. Let's see if we can catch up on that. Maybe we'll read a verse or two. Second Peter. Let's read verse 3 and 4. And then maybe verse 16 also. Tanna mahime gagiyu, gunati sheth kagiyu, nammannu karedatana vishaya vada parijnanada mulaka vagi, atana daiva shaktiyu, jivaku, bhaktigu, bekada dillavu gadanu, namage dayapali situ. ನೀವು Amen. I believe we also <laughs> glory to God. We'll go off to First Corinthians the tenth chapter. And notice here, verse one says, My moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And did all eat the same spiritual manner. <laughs> Park there for a minute. This is Paul, probably the greatest author of the New Covenant epistles. He's saying, I don't want you to forget what happened in the Old Testament. Praise God. These people actually ate manna that came from heaven. These people actually all gathered under Moses. These things are real. Don't be ignorant of them. Manna fell from heaven and fed people for 40 years. Water came out of a rock and took care of them for 40 years. Generations have enjoyed that mercy. Millions of people that came out of Egypt, even a mixed multitude. By the time God had finished with Egypt, some people who were not Jews joined also and said, We are out of here. Hallelujah. And they saw God's goodness and faithfulness in that wilderness. And it is real. He says, you need to believe it. You can't be ignorant of it. Hallelujah. And it goes on down like that. And then he says, you know, like 10, neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured, destroyed, etc. Verse 11. 
Now all these things happened unto them for examples or examples. What's an example for? For you, for me. Hallelujah. And they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Praise God. He wrote it as though it was then. And today it is more real to us. So these things happen. They are real. You may have a, a tendency to say, that's just, come on man. The ground opened and swallowed up people. Thousands of people were bitten by snakes. What? They split the sea. They walked right through. Come on. Yes, he said, don't be ignorant. Those things happened. They are real and they were written for us to admonish us, to constantly put us in, you know, in check and say, God is real, man. This is the stuff that we're dealing with. And we have a tendency to murmur. We have a tendency to uh, be called by the flesh in different directions just like them. But they are written so that we will remember God has not changed. It's just that the blood of the Lamb now avails for us. Grace is available. Mercy is available. Praise God. And so we can check ourselves knowing that we're going to stand before him one of these days. And Peter said it's so real that I don't want to stop reminding you. I keep reminding you. Even after I die, I want this remembrance to keep coming unto you so that you have an abundant entrance into that kingdom. Hallelujah. So with all that wealth of information and knowledge and understanding from centuries, now it's our turn. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't it our turn today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 13 says, There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it thank you Jesus so whatever level that you are at today God is faithful there he will bring you out thank you Jesus is he the faithful God amen doesn't matter my brother, my sister. By faith we're going to look to him. By faith we're going to fellowship with him. We're going to increase knowledge and understanding. Peace will flood our souls. And whatever the problem, whatever the situation, God will show you the way out of it. Hallelujah. He is the faithful God who will not change. Praise God. Let's read verse 11 and verse 13 also. And then move on in the little time we have. ಅವರಿಗೆ ಸಂಭವಿಸಿದ ಈ ಎಲ್ಲ ಸಂಗತಿಗಳು ನಿದರ್ಶನಗಳಾಗಿವೆ ಲೋಕದ ಅಂತ್ಯಕ್ಕೆ ಬಂದಿರುವವರಾದ ನಮಗೆ ಅವು ಬುದ್ಧಿವಾದಗಳಾಗಿ ಬರೆದವೆ ಮನುಷ್ಯನಿಗೆ ಸಾಮಾನ್ಯವಾಗಿ ಬರುವ ಶೋಧನೆಯೇ ಹೊರತು ಬೇರೆ ಯಾವುದೂ ನಿಮಗೆ ಸಂಭವಿಸಲಿಲ್ಲ ಆದರೆ ದೇವರು ನಂಬಿಗಸ್ತನು ನೀವು ಸಹಿಸುವುದಕ್ಕಿಂತ ಹೆಚ್ಚಿನ ಶೋಧನೆಯನ್ನು ಆತನು ನಿಮಗೆ ಬರಮಾಡುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ಆದರೆ ನೀವು ಅದನ್ನು ಸಹಿಸುವುದಕ್ಕೆ ಶಕ್ತರಾಗುವಂತೆ ಶೋಧ Now let's jump off to Revelation chapter 4 as we begin to close. So all the way to chapter 3 you notice things are not looking so great. There are 
corrections, their admonitions. In fact, chapter 3 verse 1 says, you know, if you don't mind, we can look at that before we come to. Notice verse 1, he says, Unto the angel of the church in Sardis write these things, He that has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know thy works. Thou hast a name, thou livest and art dead. Notice that he's saying that they are dead. This is the kind of stuff that you are seeing in the church here. He's talking to the church. He said, you are alive, but you are dead. It's the kind of language that was used in Luke also. You know, uh, Luke 15, talking about the prodigal. In verse 24, he said, observe there. He said, for this my son was dead and is alive again, was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. That kind of language, you know. Uh, the church now, notice, is called dead. He said, you are alive, but you are dead. So they, they are alive, but they are dead to certain things. Hallelujah. They that are in the flesh, they cannot please God. Hallelujah. Praise God. There are some things, the, 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 the life and the mind that is set on the flesh is death. That's the death he's talking about. So you can be living, but you're living in the flesh, and in God's eyes you're like dead. Okay, From all of these things that are written in the third and the second chapter, it's like adjust, adjust, adjust. And then what is the fourth chapter saying? I looked, and behold, a door was open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were a trumpet talking with me. He said, come up hither, I will show you things which must come hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven. One sat on the throne. So from there, it's the throne. From this church life, next is the throne. Make all the adjustments, let's face the throne. Verse 3, and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. That's like a diamond with flesh color, according to you know, what I have seen from these uh, various uh, scholastic renditions. <laughs> Sardine stone, and there was a rainbow uh, round about the throne, in sight like unto an emerald. Notice the word like, like, like coming up there. Which means it's not exactly like that, but it looks like that. So it is more than you can imagine or think. It's like a diamond shining, but it has a flesh color and it's just dazzling in brilliance. And he's a person sitting on the throne. And there's a rainbow of emerald around him and a sea of glass in front of him. Verse 4, And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. Upon uh, the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment. They had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunders, or thunderings and voices, seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. There was a sea of glass, the sixth verse says, round about the throne, etc. It goes like that. And they, you know, the four beasts there. And notice here it says, the four beasts, each of them in verse 8, uh, had six wings full of eyes, they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, holy, holy 
Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever, notice that, holy, holy, now changed into giving glory and honor and thanks. When we read it, it sounded like holy, holy, holy. But now it says those beasts are giving glory and honor and thanks to him who lives forever and ever. The elders fall down and then they begin to say also in verse 11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Thanks became power. For thou hast created all things for thy pleasure. They are and were created. Very interesting. That's your daddy's throne. With all the stuff going around and they non-stop worshipping him like that. I believe that as you live an outwardly holy life because of inward convictions and utilizing the power of God, you are able to say holy, holy, holy to him you are actually giving him thanks and honor and power and glory. You are being able to offer to God the right way. Hallelujah. The highest level of praise, the highest level of thanks, the highest level of honor comes before his throne. Hallelujah. You and I are called to do that. Let's fellowship by faith with all of these scriptures as much as we can constantly being reminded because there's a devil out there who has put a bet that we are seeking God only for our benefits and if those benefits do not come we may even curse God and I and you I believe we're going to make sure that that is not true hallelujah we love our God because of who he is and we seek him and we fellowship with him by his awesome word. Hallelujah. Let's maybe hear 4.11 from Revelation and we will close. Oh, Kartane, Nino Prabhava Manabalagalanu Vunduva Dakke Yogyanagiddi, Yakandare Samastavanu Srushkisidatanu Nine, Avu Nina Chitta Dante Untagi Srushkisal Patavu Yendu Hiluvaru. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's worship him. He's worthy. Manakasto Prezele Mekatebo Kotokora Pasataya. Oh, we give you thanks. No matter what it looks like out there, we can give you praise and thanks and glory and honor. You are holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come, our Father who sits on the throne. And at your right hand, the Lord Jesus, our eldest brother, the great high priest, who took our place, who put on flesh, who came in a body, hallelujah, to do the will of God so that he could plead the case for us. He could pray for us. He could make sure he appeared in the presence of God for us. We bless you. We praise you. We thank you for our fellowship with the Father and with the Son. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for indwelling us, for unveiling the great power of God on the inside of us, the mighty resurrection power in increasing doses, hallelujah, so that these mortal bodies are quickened. So that these mortal bodies are brought to an outshining. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you thanks. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For transformation of the mind. 
and transfiguring of our bodies. Leprasa kabalma, rapazikoro kosonto, braza malma raka zabra daka zikirite kele porakosto. Without fear, with love increasing more and more. Shaprasta, brala prasa brende veto krusto prapa lide Christi. Oh, we give you thanks. Lo masiprelme, rubo zure pera vine mamalanda. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Words are not enough. Le masu cruste premelde. Lembro tu cole prepicele ketikiste. Se pukuto kupa prafa. Oh, mandar meningro mine frefa vede. Reposke praski manste vlede vrede vea. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you. With all that is within us. Mangra bile tefa refa vede. Reko suko ramba rande. Le poco tuko kripisi kitekile boko suto. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Oh, we give you thanks, Lord. The privilege and the honor of living on the earth right now. To be a testimony, to be a vehicle carrying you on the earth. Oh, a vessel of glory, a vessel of honor, a vessel of mercy on the earth right now. We bless you, we praise you, we thank you. We worship you, Lord. Thank you for helping us to enjoy this fellowship, to enjoy these benefits. We thank you. We call every need met, every oak destroyed, every burden removed. In the mighty name of Jesus, the risen Lord and Savior. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. How many of you had a good time? Thank you, Lord. The word is alive. Amen. If you'd like to give, this is a great opportunity. Let's do it. In Jesus' name, right by the plants here. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you so much, team. Thank you. You are blessed.